Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, we made it. Everybody's working for the weekend. (laughs) We got through it. We got through the week. Oh, my goodness. It's been super stressful, and I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of time sleeping whenever I could. Yeah, yeah. We yesterday was a bit crazy too, with hanging out, and we did the custard and things pop up with a bunch mm-hmm. of our friends, um, lots of foodie friends. So check out that story. I went wine drinking after that. So that was <laughs> no uh, Nelson. It's wine tasting. Wine tasting, <laughs> not wine well, drinking. <laughs> The way they were pouring, it was wine drinking. Um, oh man! I mean, I I went and worked out after that, and that was brutal. That was a brutal workout. Brutal workout. But how goes it, Monica? How are you? Um, you know, going pretty well. Feeling good, like you. Like we hit a milestone and made it through the week. Now we're gonna work on our scheduling and more balance, and we'll see how that works. That's right. This coming week, I think we got like maybe one or two events. So I was yeah. like, okay, whew, this is nice. This is a breather. This is good. Welcome, everybody. It's going to be a heavy recap show. And then we got a couple of events. But thank you so much for listening. As always, this is episode 33 of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Monica, let's kick it off, shall we? Okay. I think I'm going to start with the Sound Hotel. So this week, you and I had a chance to attend the grand opening of the Sound Hotel. And we'd seen some of the hotel before, but this time we had a chance to really explore more and we saw lots of people. I mean, I have to tell you guys, they really know how to throw a party there. It was so much fun. We started with live music at Current Bistro. Then we went up to the seventh floor to the Lupine Room and the Sound Bite. And from there, we could see the Space Needle and we had all kinds of food and drinks and even had some caricatures drawn. Hashtag not a couple. Uh, we, <laughs> we also got to tour some of the beautiful apartments and penthouse in the residential portion of the building. And they have like a really cool apex lounge where there was more food, more views, and absolutely more fun. Nelson, what were some of your favorite things that night? Everybody's favorite was probably the Cinerama popcorn, right? That's right. <laughs> Everybody, we had bags, all of us, like Tiny Hangry Tiff was, and Annie Eats Food, and we all went up to the rooftop for the party. We came out with bags of the Cinerama popcorn, and everybody kept asking, like, where'd you guys get that? Where'd you guys get that? So <laughs> that obviously was the highlight. I love the rooftop views. So beautiful. You get to see the Space Needle and the entire Puget Sound. It's really, it's really a pretty skyline from that from those areas. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I could live or work there for sure, but can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but a really great time. And again, like we'd been to Current Bistro, the restaurant on the ground floor lobby, but um, really had a chance to explore the rest of the space. And it was just really beautiful and such a fun time. It really is beautiful. And Current really, really put out a nice, everywhere you go, there's food. There was Mm -hmm. a charcuterie board with fruit and cheeses. And then they were doing skewers, lamb skewers and chicken skewers Mm -hmm. you go upstairs and they have a bunch more other stuff they have the confetti cakes amongst other things there's someone outside that was cutting up an abricio ham too as well yes um (laughs) so i I sat right there for a really long time (laughs) 
<laughs> it was so good just by itself. I mean, it was just the ham. And I'm yeah. just like, well, there's nobody here. I'm just going to sit here while this guy carves a thing and I'll just eat it. <laughs> yeah. And they were and they were pouring their signature current cocktails and mm-hmm. just it was just a great time. And I really love the just the ambiance of it. And yeah. then as you're walking in, I think it was at the seventh floor we were on. We got mm-hmm. the homage to Seattle music. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool with like Jimi Hendrix and all the records from Nirvana and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty fun. And yeah, it was a great time. It was fun seeing everybody. It was lots of fun. Yes. So Nelson, what's another thing that we did last week? Oh, okay. <clears throat> red, red wine. Goes to my head. Yeah. So, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you didn't say you're going to pull out some UB40 on me. I'm the same. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Most of our listeners don't even know who UB40 was because they were probably born after that. So, it's it's totally fine. But wine, wine, wine. And Monica, if you are a wine drinker, like a lot of you Seattleites, you should download the Savor Seattle app and purchase the Seattle Wine Passport. Monica and I both got to use the Seattle Wine Passport on a happy hour crawl. Monica, you did it on Friday Mm -hmm. and I did it on Saturday. And we visited Charles Smith Wines Jet City in Georgetown and Mm -hmm. Nine Hats in the Industrial District. And the Wine Passport allows you to go from winery to winery enjoying tastings. Mm-hmm. And for fifty nine ninety nine, you get to choose 10 wineries for tastings out of 25 available wineries that they have. Here's the kicker. In addition, you also get $50 in lift credits added to your account. So you can jump from one place to the other by just going from one lift to the other. Mm-hmm. So if you subtract the $50 from the fifty nine ninety nine, the wine tastings only cost nine ninety nine. I mean, that's a crazy deal. Oh, yeah, for 10 of them. I mean, what I love about this is that it's some in Seattle and some in Woodenville. So you could actually make a day trip out of it with a group of friends and head up to Woodenville, which is a very different vibe than Seattle. You know, most most tastings are like $15 and up um, at a regular winery. So it's it's such a great deal, you guys. It's a really good deal. The wine pours were really good at Jet City. They they started with rosés because they're really light, and then they go up to the white wines like the Chardonnays, and then they progressively go up to the red wines. Mm-hmm. Man, there was lots of pours. So make sure you get a ride share or something because <laughs> there was lots of wine to be had. I don't know about you, Monica, but when we went to the Nine Hats yeah. and, the, and the Nine Pies pizzeria mm-hmm. was next door, we yeah. had pizza and wine and that was such a good combination i haven't had that combination forever (laughs) yeah we had the same thing but you know i'll just remind listeners and nelson it's wine tasting not wine drinking (laughs) 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 you guys i don't know someone should give the memo to nine hats because i was like man I was like those pours were crazy. I, I at the end I was just like, okay, I need to I need to start Slow it down. I need to start slowing it down because this is gonna be it's like I won't remember the next the rest of the night. So yeah, that was that was a great time. But Savor Seattle, get that gave get the app and download it and then purchase the Seattle Wine Passport. You get ten wineries for tastings. Now you don't have to do it all in one day, Monica. It doesn't expire at the end of the day. You have one year to complete it. So, so, so it's not a contest. I don't have to win that one. No, it's not a contest. <laughs> okay. It's not a contest. No. Well, you guys, um, in addition to the wine passport, they also have a food passport in Seattle where mm-hmm. you can get the same deal where you buy a passport that's good for a year and you can eat tons of food at you know different places and it doesn't have to be in the same day um, because yeah. that's awesome 
off and how Nelson and I live our days and it's not that great. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. One last thing, special thanks to Justin Oba of Saver Seattle. He was an awesome host. It was just a really fun time to do that happy hour crawl. So mm-hmm. yes. kudos to Justin. Definitely. Thank you, Justin. Okay, Monica, what else is in our fun-filled week? What else you got for us? My goodness. Iron Steak has a location in Chinatown, and now they have one in Redmond. So I came out to Redmond again, which I think that's the most I've ever been to Redmond in the last month. Like I've been out to Redmond twice in the last month, and really, um, before that, I think I'd been to Redmond once in the whole time I've lived in Seattle. (laughs) Can I just tell how sweet you are for coming out to my neighborhood? I just love that, Monica. I know. I know. I always feel like when I get there, I'm all stressed out, and you just look like you rolled out of bed. Because you live right around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, uh, Nelson, you and I had a chance to visit and try out the food at Iron Steak, which uh, is served with your choice of protein, veggies, and other add-ons. So uh, they're served on a sizzle plate. And so you get rice and your protein. You know, I had the sirloin. What did you have, Nelson? I had the surf and turf. So Mm -hmm. I had the steak with the salmon. I added the shrimp to it as Mm -hmm. well. All together in one. And of course, I added an egg because... You have to have an egg. Got to so. put an egg on it. Yeah. Got it. Me too. Mm-hmm. I put an egg on mine and um, the owner, Peggy, made some recommendations to add uh, kimchi to mine. And that was that was a really good addition. And they make that kimchi in-house. Uh, we also got to try chicken wings and the famous iron steak sundae, which is made of pound cake, ice cream, and whipped cream. And that's also served in a sizzle plate. So when they bring it to you, they pour syrup over it and it caramelizes in the plate. And so you get hot and cold at the same time when you eat this sweet treat. And I think this is the first time I've had that where I didn't burn my tongue (laughs) (laughs) because like your brain is telling you like it's hot and cold and like you keep telling yourself, but like I burn my mouth every single time I eat it. But this is the first time. So I think I finally learned my lesson. That Sunday though, the Iron mm-hmm. Sunday was yeah. really good. I thought that was. I'm a big fan of pound cakes, and when you put a piece of pound cake at the bottom mm-hmm. and then start spreading caramel sauce all over it, oh, mm-hmm. so good, so good. Yes. Yeah, definitely get that if you guys go to Iron Steak. Oh, it's a must, and you know you don't have to be a hero because you're going to be full from their portions. So feel free to share that with some folks. Yes, yeah, <laughs> to be shared, to be to shared. Be shared. <laughs> Okay, Nelson, more. We have more. Tell us more. More, more. So from east side, let's go back to the Seattle on Capitol Hill near Broadway. We've talked about them before and they changed their name. It is Due Cucina Italiana and they are serving pasta that rivals some of the best pasta making restaurants in Seattle. Now, we talked about this place probably the second or third episode of our Mm -hmm. whole journey in the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Mm -hmm. Owners David and Filippo are making everything in the kitchen from scratch it's a scratch mm-hmm. kitchen and there's no freezer in sight mm-hmm. and Dewey offers four different types of pastas in an array of shapes and sizes and i love that they have the classic with the spaghetti rigatoni and pakari the healthy with spaghetti and campanelle egg dough with their fettuccine and they have a gluten-free with their fusilli also just to let people know they do have vegan and vegetarian options as well for anybody who has food allergies or who are vegetarian or vegan too Great place. Monica, you and I visited earlier in the week. Mm -hmm. What'd you think? 
I really like the sauce that I had. It was a mushroom and white truffle oil. And I just thought the flavors and the fragrances were beautiful with the campanelli. But I think what made it for me that night is when we were there, there were two people who came in and they were super excited talking to David. And um, they were just saying how much they love to visit and they're, they're, they're nearby. And so I actually took some time to go talk to them to learn you know, what, what they loved about the place. And I just love seeing that excitement. Um, and I'm really curious curious about it. And so it's just kind of um, contagious that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've I've been there for a birthday party and just separate several times for lunch with for other friends. Mm -hmm. Their pastas are always really, really good. I loved your homemade sausage that came with your with your pasta. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Um, yeah. yeah, I am just you know, I love all the pork all the time. And that sausage mm -hmm. was very well seasoned and I like the consistency because I think sometimes you can tell in sauce when when the meat is overcooked because it's been in it too long or it's mm -hmm. not cooked long enough and I just thought that it went really well as an addition so thanks for reminding me and one thing I really like with Due Cucina Italiana is that sometimes when you order pasta dishes it only comes with like one pasta with the sauce but you mm -hmm. can choose your sauces like the carbonara or just a regular bolognese or whatever it is. And then you can choose whatever pasta you want to go with it. So there's multiple combinations that you can create with it. Mm -hmm. Due on Capitol Hill near Broadway. Check it out. You know how much I love it because this is we've talked about it so many times. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. What's the use in having a podcast unless we can talk about the food right. that we love? <laughs> exactly, exactly. For sure. And then Monica, you went to a food rodeo out in Fremont. Tell us about that. Yes. So this is the event that began it all for really large scale food truck festivals in Seattle. And they just celebrated their 10th anniversary in Fremont. 10 years ago, I remember um, attending the first one. Seattle had never seen anything of this scale. Today I went and it was kind of like coming home in a lot of ways. And I had a chance to attend and eat all the food. And my family and I shared, are you ready for the list of the places yes. we went today? Okay. Yes. Do it. The lemongrass for pork skewers, Alaska weather vane scallops for the scalarito and uh, the rice pilaf combinations, dreamy drinks for bubble tea, tornado potato for potatoes on a stick, Mike shave ice because it's their first time out in public on the street. I know they had a pop up last week, but this was their first street event in quite a while. Nutty squirrel gelato for artisan made gelato and Tolga was there. So that was amazing. The corn shack where I got a mango cup with that beautiful chili lime seasoning and itty bitty schmitty where I got some mushroom gravy poutine. Woo. Are you full just hearing that list? Yeah. Yes. Right? Did you hear that everyone? Monica ate for the whole week and will not be eating for the rest of the week. Right. My goodness. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> and like you and I attend a lot of food events, but those are like, you know, we get sample size of things. Right. And so just think right. about that. Like when, when, when we're attending like mobile food rodeo, there are no sample sizes. So these are like full size dishes. And, and so I yeah. did have some folks to share, but it was still, um, quite a bit of food. And it was such a beautiful day for a street food festival. And I even ran into Vanessa from Seattle food scene, enjoying some bubble tea from dreamy drinks. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. I've never been to the food rodeo out in Fremont before. Mm -hmm. I've been to a couple like in South Lake Union. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. How are the crowds there? How are the crowds? The crowds weren't bad because I was there at 10 o'clock when they opened. As you oh, remember, good. my tip right. is to get that there was... early. Um, and because it was a little chilly and uh, sort of the sun was breaking through in and out, people weren't really out that early. So it was fantastic and it was perfect. And my family knows how to do it upright. We brought our own tables and chairs that we set up. And... <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how we roll. For folks that don't know, Monica brings her tables and chairs in her car so it's it's like instant tailgate anywhere instant tailgate anywhere it's it's awesome hey man that's the hawaiian style that's how we do i think that's so good i can't fit a table in my honda accord so kudos to you no it's so much fun and such a gorgeous day so it's one of the best they've learned a lot over the years and they definitely have it down now Monica, one last recap for you. This is fun because we both love shopping at the Metropolitan Market. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I go to the one in, in the Sammamish all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we were both excited to attend the Best of Met party at the Metropolitan Market out in Lower Queen Anne. Mm-hmm. And the Metropolitan Market has some fantastic items they make in-house, like, a, of course, the famous cookie. Everybody talks about their cookie at the Metropolitan Market. And they have poke made from scratch, Met Market chocolates, and so many other items. Metropolitan Market has just launched the Best of Met program to make it easier for customers to identify and sample these must-have products. Monica, 12 stations all spread around the entire <laughs> Metropolitan Market. That was a lot of food. Lots of food. What I love about this Best of Met program is that I think you're, you're right. Like both of us shop at Met Market and I think we have our favorites. But what I love about this program is that it's teaching me about products that I really didn't know about before. And mm-hmm. so it's really opening my eyes and just making me pay more attention because they market in a really great way throughout the store. They have these little symbols, different places where you can see like this is Best of Met. Like this is something that's really popular with our shoppers. Yeah. Um, so my favorites, oh man, that grass-fed beef. Oh, it was oh, so yeah. good. Uh-huh. It was cooked so well and it had very simple seasoning on it and it was tender. And I was like, oh my gosh. So that was definitely one of my favorites. Um, I know you probably like the roast beef sandwich, right? Because you made friends with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting up the sandwiches. I did love the grass-fed beef from Desert Valley. That was really good because they had New York strip steaks. They were just... Mm-hmm dealing out samples. But yes, my favorite was that prime rib mm-hmm. sandwich that they were giving away. I kept eating it, but I wasn't the only one because I told everybody, I was talking to other people and there's like, oh yeah, we're just hanging out here so we can keep eating the samples. <laughs> and, and Monica was so nice. She told she told the people that were handing it out, they said like, oh yeah, he loves the sandwich. So the guy ended up packing like four of them for me and wrapped it up. Like, a, like it was like, almost literally a whole sandwich and like gave it to me as soon as I got home that thing was gone yeah but you forgot your purse to carry your stuff around yeah (laughs) you were walking around with your hands all full (laughs) (laughs) and let's not forget those beautiful bags that they gave us oh my goodness those swag bags I tried to do like an unbagging or an unboxing but there was so (laughs) there was so much stuff in there I had to like think about how I was going to reshoot this thing so Mm -hmm. you guys haven't seen it in my store yet because there's Mm -hmm. too many products that was in that bag like way too many products so yeah it doesn't fit in uh Nelson's frame from his prime lens he has to go across (laughs) the street to shoot it because it's so much stuff um I love that bag though so I know you guys have been seeing that bag from various people on on Instagram and the thing is it's called a lifetime bag so it should last you 
a lifetime just of the materials that it's made out of. So it's it's just it's nice and sturdy, which I love and holds really a lot of stuff in even heavy stuff because there's some heavy stuff in that bag too. <laughs> now, speaking of which, I just want to let you know they have a photo contest, Monica. So mm-hmm. if you shoot and post it on Instagram and hashtag best of met and tag met market at met market, you can win a five hundred dollar gift card for a spending spree at met market and you also get that bag too as well so oh my gosh. Um, the contest runs through until may so go to the website and see but if you want to participate and want to be eligible you can post something on instagram yeah thanks for letting us know nelson that's yeah. an exciting opportunity for sure all right monica that was it Woo, we made it we did it <laughs> we did it how about some events i got one for you Okay. Let's just do it. This is exciting, you guys. This week, Bookstore Barn Cafe and the Seattle Foodie Podcast, we've collaborated together and we are doing a giveaway for a complimentary friends and fried chicken Sunday dinner. So Monica, we've been there before and Mm -hmm. Bookstore Barn Cafe has been so gracious that they're going to give away one lucky person a complimentary Sunday fried chicken dinner for three. For those three, you also get one cocktail each per person. Mm. And our giveaway is going to start Wednesday, May 1st. It will run all the way to Sunday, May 5th at 12 p.m. And then at 12 p.m., they'll be we'll be picking a winner for mm-hmm. a free Sunday dinner. So look out for that on our Instagram. Just same rules apply for the giveaways. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And um, I think that's a great Uh, giveaway for three people because you and I as two people went in to eat and we didn't quite make a dent in the food so so I think three people is is enough for everyone to eat yeah it was a lot of food I ate fried chicken for two more days so (laughs) (laughs) I ate chicken for only one because I like fried Uh. chicken Monica, I am so bummed because I'm going to be out of town for this thing for this coming weekend. Tell us about the SLU Saturday Market. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm going to be out of town too, but it's an important, important day because May's right around the corner and that's the opening of South Lake Union Saturday Market. And that's going to be on May 4th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So that marks the return to the street for one of my favorite food vendors, Mangosteen, and they serve up Mangosteen wings and very tasty drinks that you've seen on my Insta. And it also marks the return of Susu Rolled Ice Cream, who I wait for every season for thoughtful, innovative creations. And we've interviewed both of them on the podcast before in episode five and 16. So go back and give those a listen. This market is in its fifth season and there are some new vendors that I've heard about that will be on the street. So uh, go check it out, you guys. I was just at Low Rider Baking Company. They're going to be there too as mm-hmm. well. So shout out to them. But Susu, I'm excited because they always come out with new flavors, right? Yeah, every month. Oh, man. Every month. And I always try not to miss the lavender. And somehow I missed the lavender last year. I haven't tried that one. I'm always for the sweeter ones that they have. And the cloud one, that one's really cool. The, oh, the yeah. Cloud one that they had last year. I didn't know you were going to be out of town. Hashtag not a couple. So... <laughs> You were telling me is like, oh, that's okay. While you're out of town, I'm going to get mangosteen wings. But apparently you're out of town too. So (laughs) listeners, since Monica and I are both out of town on separate trips, tag us in your mangosteen pictures on Instagram (laughs) so we know that you went. These are so good. These wings, these twice fried, deep fried wings, they are Monica's favorite and they are very good. They are very, very good. Yes, they are my favorite. I still might have my brother go get some for me. And even if I have to reheat them, I still think it's totally worth it. Oh, man, your brother is so nice. Tell him, tell him to get some for me, too. 
<laughs> He'll be like, Nelson who? <laughs> uh, what else we got this week? Uh, okay. So from wine that I mentioned earlier, we're going to go to beer. Elysian Brewing. Elysian Brewing, I've, I've been drinking this beer for a long, long time. I'm not going to lie to you. Out in Capitol Hill, they've remodeled and they can't wait to show everyone their new digs. The original Legion pub has transformed into an open concept brewery, Monica, with no walls separating mm. the brewery area from the rest of the pub. So now this new open concept will allow people at the brewery to watch the brewing process and they have new equipment too to show off. Wow. Also, they're launching a new food menu as well for the spring. So what? you guys should definitely check it out. I love drinking the Legion <laughs> and and I, I know you already talked about it. The raspy whisper, you're you're like, I, I want some sours. Oh, right? I love sour beer. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to to go taste some beer. <laughs> Not drink some beer. I guess it kind of depends, but probably a flight, because a flight is a good way to get good exposure to different um, tastes. I can do a flight of pints, right? Don't they, have <laughs> they do have a flight of pints. <laughs> there is such a thing. <laughs> is there such a thing? Okay. <laughs> so Nelson goes from like having too much wine to having too much beer. I'm sensing an issue here. <laughs> no, no issue. No issue. We're no good. Issue. We're good. <laughs> and then Monica, this week, I love sports. You know how much I love sports, right? Mm-hmm. I do. And um, of course I'm Asian. So that means gambling's in like inserted into my blood. I think it's like one of my, I think it's one of my chromosomes. If you do a genetic breakdown of my, <laughs> if you do a 23 and me, I think like one of the chromosomes has the gambling gene in it. So oh my goodness. <laughs> so tell us about the Kentucky Derby. Okay. So the deal is we don't have a lot of celebrations about the Kentucky Derby in Seattle. Not that I know of. And Hartwood Provisions is having one on May 4th from 2 PM to 4 PM. They're going to be offering a special line of cocktails for the event. Brunch will be offered from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. And their happy hour is going to begin an hour earlier than usual at 2 p.m. Now, Heartwood, you've seen on my Insta and on the podcast Insta, they serve up really sophisticated cocktails. And Nelson and I are both fans of their ginger congee, which is on their brunch menu. So mark that down. Not just a fan of the ginger congee, but their entire brunch menu. Oh, yeah. I've had people ask me about hardwood provisions and, or they said like, I listened to your episode about hardwood provisions and um, we went there for brunch. I was like, it was amazing. So always good things about hardwood provisions. It's, yes. it's fantastic. I, yes. I honestly love the crudo, the crudo appetizer mm-hmm. that they have, the, mm-hmm. the tuna crudo, that one's phenomenal. And the plating on that is, it's so beautiful. Everything's always good at hardwood for me. Monica, that's pretty much all of the events. Look out for our giveaway, please. And then some other things on the weekends. And Monica, we had a fun time interviewing this next person. You want to introduce her? Yes. Chef Donna Wong is the heart of Peony Kitchen in Bellevue. And you've seen the pictures we've taken there and followed our stories and actually heard us talk about them before. Today, we're sharing an interview with her to learn more about her journey and where Peony is headed. Give it a listen. Hi everyone, today we're here with Chef Donna Wong, and Chef Wong has traveled extensively through China, exploring dishes and techniques along the way. Her travels and education have culminated to this point, where she's a chef of Peony Kitchen in Bellevue. We've been to Peony before, and the plates are beautiful, the atmosphere is relaxing, and the food is delicious. Welcome to the show, Chef Donna. Hi everyone, so it's a beautiful out there today. Yeah. I know you want to enjoy the weather. <laughs> 
Good to see you, Monica. Good to see you, too. Good to see you, too, Donna. Thank you for having us in Peony. Thank you for having me, too. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get started. How did you get started as a chef? We want to know how you, how you started. Um, I always have passion for cooking, of course, eating, too, since I was very, very little. I never feel full. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, I find out that I have warm. That's why I never feel full. Because I I grew, I born in China, sorry, it's kind of disgusting, but you know everyone go through this experience. Mm -hmm. I think the most I have is like five bowls of rice a day, right? <laughs> right. And well, now I'm back to normal. <laughs> My mom used to work full time job, and I started just help her to cook the rice. And one day she get off really late, and I was really really hungry. So I tried to help, but I don't know how. And I saw the snow peas on the side, so I start cooking. And then my neighbor freaked out because she see all the smoke coming out. I burned the snow peas. <laughs> and then she told me, "Oh, you have to put oil before you stir fry." And that's how I started learn cooking. And then. Ever since I was six years old, I just helped my mom cook and whatever. I just fall in love with that. And then when I grew up, I cooked for my friends and then, of course, my family. So my two boys, I cooked like four meals a day for them. Breakfast, lunch, and after school, snack, and then dinner. And then I, besides the time, I spend my time to watch TV, like cooking show, and that's how we started. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. okay, that's how I learned how to cook too. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a home cook, and I learned how to cook that way as well, helping and watching thing, TV. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, the boy going to school, I just need to, you know, I I feel like okay, this is my passion. I want to do something, but I also scared because I haven't worked for many years, didn't take care of the kids. And one day, I met one of this girl. Her name. Miss Olive, so she have her own catering. The company names Cooking Dog, and that's how I started. I get to know her better, and then we work together, and getting so much catering, and then started restaurant after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow, it's really exciting. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about Peony? What's Peony Kitchen all about? Peony Kitchen is about what I have cooked so many years. I do twist a lot, like when I cook at home. I feel like, okay, nobody, because every time when I, whenever we go out and have Chinese food, they're all similar. So I do twist at home and then want everyone to get to try something new or bring, like, twist Chinese food to Seattle. Mm -hmm. So I traveled everywhere, New York, San Francisco, and China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. Of course, I have very lucky have some friends that they are chef as well, or they have restaurants. So they give me some advice, and that's how we started Peony. Yeah, I love hearing about the stories about traveling because it's trying so many different places and seeing how they serve the food and how they present it. And like you said, adding your own twist. Yeah, very helpful. Yeah, you get really good idea for So speaking of, you mentioned doing different twists on Chinese food, mm -hmm. especially in Seattle. What kind of new concepts do you have in store for Peony in the future? Or you can tell us what kind of twist, kind of things you're doing differently now in your dishes. Well, I'm actually, I... I'm still learning, uh -huh. at the same time I'm working. Yeah. I wish I can travel more 
and then just uh, get advice from everyone that will be helpful and yeah so hopefully in the future I will think of more besides just Chinese food okay maybe from, it could be from anywhere I just need more time to go and travel <laughs> <laughs> anything you learned when you were traveling that, that you incorporated or implemented into your dishes yes I learned a lot every time I travel especially like ingredients mm -hmm. so we don't really have like every ingredient as other country have. Mm -hmm. So I will try to learn everything what we have in Seattle, uh -huh. and then you know it's kind of the the attitude, the character, mm -hmm. the texture, you know everything combined, and then I will go for it and try. If they come out good, I will mm -hmm. recommend to some of my customers if they willing to try. Yeah, and then. Sometimes it, it works. They are happy to try new things. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense, right? That we know around the world that not everything grows in the same places. And so really what you're saying, if I'm hearing you right, is that it's Pacific Northwest inspired because you're looking for ingredients that will go as well as ingredients that you might not be able to get here, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Are there any ingredients that you're really excited about using that you haven't used already? Because I heard you, you know, you need to learn more. But is there something that you haven't managed to fit into your menu right now that you want to use in the future? A type of mushroom or radish or just thinking about creative ways to use some things? I do have a lot of the ingredients mm -hmm. that I want to try. But the only problem is some of the ingredients really hard to keep. Oh. I because I try use anything as natural, like all our color bun. Like we use a vegetable, mm -hmm. and those are really hard to fit fresh. You have to just make it and then cook it right away. Mm -hmm. Of course, we go through the beginning when we have five color juicy dumplings. Mm -hmm. Things like that is hard to pre-make because they change in two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, they change in two hours. So, and of course, they would cost really high mm -hmm. to do that. So I would think of like maybe do something else, like our new pan fried pork bun right now. Mm -hmm. I realized that, okay, different flour, maybe it helps hold the color. Oh, okay. So it comes out, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So that's how I learn and yeah. keep changing the new dishes. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about the pork buns. Are there any other dishes, popular dishes around Peony you want to tell our listeners about? Any highlighted dishes on the menu? Like our signature crispy duck. Mm -hmm. oh, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy that actually everyone have good comment on that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. which is I didn't expect it <laughs> from yeah. the beginning mm -hmm. and can be our signature dish. So I use the Hong Kong style, mm -hmm. five spice, mm -hmm. duck, okay. and maybe picking way to eat. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't call picking duck, we right. don't just call five spice crispy mm -hmm. duck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, cooked, so, it's cooked differently. Yeah. And we were just I was just talking to one of another foodie friend and he said that your five spice crispy duck is like one of the best ducks in Seattle because yeah. we had, we were eating a lot of Peking duck and a lot of other ducks lately and we we're trying to compare and uh, we really like your duck. The special is um, when I put the grilled lemon in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. It balanced the grease mm -hmm. and kind of refreshing when yeah. you get the spice on it and and that's a special and make sure the customers remember 
Mm-hmm. It's unique, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a citrus pop that people aren't used to in a really like fatty dish. Yeah. Um, before we get too far, I hear that you also do catering. Is that right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So uh, I'm really into catering because I it's kind of a big challenge because you deal with different kitchen, different menu every time, and different customers, and that helps me grow and push me go further mm-hmm. and I learn more that way mm-hmm. and it's just happy to see customers enjoy mm-hmm. it they're beautiful too yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so if I was looking for a caterer what could I expect from Pioli you know, Kitchen and from you we do something special off the menu mm-hmm. like I said besides Chinese food I can always send different food like Japanese food Korean food American food oh, wow. That's pretty diverse. Thank you. Yeah, and flexible too yes, for people, yes. right? And yeah. customers get to try pretty much every little different food from wow. a different country. Yeah. So that's something special about us. So, moving on, at home, what are some your favorite things to make when you're at home? We always like to ask chefs because okay. you're always cooking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But when you're at your house, or what, what do you guys? What do you normally like to make? I'm eating really simple and kind of clean. Mm-hmm. So the most famous dish that I cook at home is rice noodle soup okay. with no oil. With no oil, yeah. Yeah, I put vegetable, maybe some slice of beef or meat, something like that, to make the broth. And yeah, I don't put oil and just try to eat clean. Okay. You smell, smell the oil all day, right? The wok, everything, you kind of need something <laughs> favorite thing your kids want mom to make? <laughs> uh, favorite kids, favorite thing. Let me see. They are not too picky. They they eat everything that I cook. They like they like something healthy too because I I don't really cook as much as before. Mm-hmm. So they eat out sometimes with friends and they miss like clean dish from home. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much the same yeah. as mom. <laughs> okay. That's, that's good. That's good. You don't have to like make certain different stuff yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah. They make it easy for me. So in the off chance that you would actually have time to eat out, um, where would you eat out in, in the Seattle oh, area? I like Vietnam house. I love Vietnamese food. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and I, I go to Serious Pie. Okay. Serious Pie is good. Yeah. <laughs> good pizza. I, I ordered the whole menu. The whole menu. <laughs> one of each. Yeah. I, I cannot miss one. I love the fennel sausage pizza. Right. That one's Everything very nice. is so good. My favorite is just the mushroom cheese. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like the mushroom, so I like the fungi yeah. one. They're all good. So, yeah, they're all really yeah. good. They're all really good. And the salad's good, too. Yes, yeah. it yeah. is, surprisingly so. Good. Well, thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Donna Huang of Peony Kitchen. Check them out in Bellevue. And that's our interview with Chef Donna Wong. Nelson, uh, one treat after the interview is we actually got to share a meal with Chef Donna. And it's not often that we get to eat casually with chefs. And I had a great time. Um, What were some of your favorites for our lunch? Oh, man. The five spice crispy duck. Mm. That's always the best thing. She at first we didn't want to we we didn't want to we didn't want to impose because it's like, okay, we just. And she just goes like, oh, we just put the duck in the oven. We just we just crisp it now. And just like, it's ready to go. And Monica and I were, all right, you don't have to tell us twice. <laughs> we can eat. <laughs> we can eat. Sure, we can eat. We can always eat. <laughs> what I also loved was she made this 
Thai chow fun. Just mm-hmm. kind of just made it, just put it together. Just kind of, mm-hmm. it's not on the menu. She just, she just was making it for her own lunch. Mm-hmm. And she just sat down with us and she got to share it with us. And I was like, that's, it was so good. I love people that just make stuff from scratch and just throw things in and just kind of put it, put something together. It just oh, reminds sure. me of home cooking. So yes. those, those are my favorite. The dessert, Monica. Wow. <laughs> the dessert was amazing. It was a wolfberry and osmanthus jelly. And so there were these berries inside this really firm jelly that was sweetened. And then there were gold flakes on it. And these osmanthus flowers were so fragrant and delicate. I, if you weren't there, I would have eaten it all because she wasn't going to eat any. <laughs> but you were there. <laughs> I just really like the goji berries inside that yeah. jelly. It was just just really cool. I yeah, mean, it had, a, had a nice cool. pictures came out nice with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and that is on the oh, spring yeah. menu. That is yes. on the spring menu, so you can yes, find that, that and try is. that out. Yep, it's on the spring menu. Daily lunch selections from eleven to three p.m. Mm-hmm. So you can get that. Monica, I totally forgot to mention something when we were talking about the events. What? Because it's it's a big, really important thing. April thirtieth is National Bubble Tea Day. Oh, hey. Yeah. Monica, the amount of bubble tea that we suck down <laughs> on a regular basis, I cannot believe we forgot to mention April 30th is National Bubble Tea Day. Oh, that's real. <laughs> that's real. I just had bubble tea today. Yeah, <laughs> With milk, by the way. Hashtag lactose uh-huh. intolerant. Yeah. Hashtag just, just push through it. Hashtag just push through it. <laughs> Okay, sounds like a big day. That's just two. That's just a couple of days away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Might have to like have three or four bubble tea drinks just to mm. celebrate. Yeah, I might have to in, get all just milk. in an hour. In yeah. an hour, I think yeah. that's, I think that's doable. Yeah, <laughs> we can do it. We're in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Always in it to win it. Always. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening, and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.